Hello and welcome to the Show Me How To podcast, the podcast where we speak with inspirational individuals, gain an insight into how they started to where they are today. Today on the show with us, we have Anupam Singh, a fashion editorial and portrait photographer based out of Auckland. Anupam has not only worked with brands such as Canterbury of New Zealand and Armani Beauty, but also been involved with several international fashion weeks. Anupam, thank you for joining us. Thanks, Arsh. Pleasure to be here and thanks for having me. Tell us about the journey. How did you get into photography? Long story short, my mom's a jewelry designer and she'd been designing jewelry and growing up, I always photographed her collections just when the e-commerce boom started in like 2002, 2003. So helping her and listing her stuff online to sell it. That's how the passion started. And then when I moved to New Zealand, it, I started assisting for other photographers and started doing fashion week. So yeah, that's how it all kicked off in 2010. Wow. So did you actually start off with Fashion Week itself or was there um, a few? Yeah, I was assisting for someone else and I had done Fashion Week back in Goa as well. So that gave me a kickstart here. I started assisting for a photographer year and then 2011, I think I went out on my own. Did you always know you wanted to be a photographer um, before you went down the more traditional route in career aspects? Or was it something that you followed as a hobby and started liking it so much and developed within? Yeah, two parts though. Like I never studied to be a photographer. I've done my master's in business at AUT. So yeah, I never studied to be a photographer. And it was just a hobby when when I moved to New Zealand, it started progressing from there and developed more into a profession. Do, do you actually remember your first gig where, which was a paid gig? I think it was an assisting gig. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I think it was an assisting gig for a wedding photographer. Now tell me, at the moment, you're a fashion photographer. Do you feel the skills actually transitioned over whether it be from fashion to wedding to even um, other forms of photography, such as architecture or food, do the similar skills transition over or is there a completely different skill set? The basics remain the same. So all you're doing is create like capturing uh, shadows and highlights. So the concepts are going to be the same. Your composition skills, the way you're capturing always remains the same. But I think it's your human element and your past experiences is what brings the storytelling aspect of your side. Like you and me could be in the same room, but we get two completely different pictures with the exact same camera, exact same lens. So I think it's it's the creative part of it that brings the story to it. And to answer your question, yeah, the skills are remain the same. But yeah, it's the human element and what you capture is different. So do you believe that some people just have the eye for photography and what makes photos look good? Or is there much more to it in terms of what develops over time? I think it all comes down to personal style and what you capture. So yes and no. Like you develop, like I look back at my photos now, I'm like, whatever, what was I thinking? Like I look at my pictures from five years ago and I was like, what was I thinking? So I think you develop as you go. And it's it's one of those skills where you get better as as long as you keep practicing it, you just get better at it. Do you feel like your style itself has remained the same? Like the inherent style behind what you're trying to capture has remained the same? Essentially, it has remained the same. But yeah, I've, I think I've developed over the years. You've obviously been involved in different shoots from fashion to magazines to brands. How do you approach each of them differently? I think the first thing to understand with commercial photography is each client has a different need. So you can't just go in and be there like, this is what I shoot and this is what I'm going to do for you. You kind of have to adapt to every single one of them. So fashion week, you're trying to adapt to the fashion show that's happening. And with an editorial, you're trying to match the story that's going to be in the magazine for that month. So the colors quite, could be quite different. The whole vibe and the lighting could be quite different. So as a commercial photographer, you're kind of adapting to every single person and you bring your element to it, of course. But yeah, you have to adapt to the client. 
So with the clients and with different types of photography and different shoots, there's obviously a whole lot of people involved. So how much of the direction do you drive on the set and how much is it actually up to the photographer to drive the direction of the photo shoot? So I think most of the shoots that I do now have a mood board and an art director who has a basic direction on what they want from the shoot. And then on the day you you play around and get. So what I try and do is get all the all the shots that are listed that they need first, and then you put your own spin to it and get something extra. And the client usually ends up liking what you give them. Brilliant. That's um that's I'm sure comes with um, experience and developing over Just time practicing. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the client has a basic idea of what they want, but then. It's your storytelling aspect of it that gives them that touch. So, Yep, definitely. Definitely. Do you have a technique that you use to regroup everyone or create a certain vibe that you're, you prefer or that you're looking for? Uh, not really. I think it's just understanding and giving everyone their chance to contribute on the day and not just going in and be like, this is what I'm going to be doing. Everybody is on top of the game. You have the best makeup artists, you have the best stylists, you have the best set designers. So I think just taking into consideration everyone, what they're doing, gives it's a it's a team effort at the end of the day you you can only do so much without your team definitely does that does that come frustrations with it as well does there certain frustrations that come in working with such a large team i don't think so i think i've over a period of time i've just learned to stay back and just realize what's going on and give everyone their chance to speak and contribute so yeah i think i think you just have to handle your situation on the day yeah definitely now Look, you hear singers and actors and other creatives, they have a ritual before they begin to create their art. Is that the same for you? Do you have a pre-work ritual to help you get into the photography mindset? I think checklist is the main part for us. <laughs> we all have a checklist on what gear needs to be carried and just double check where you're going to be on the next day. So the night before, I'll just make sure all my gear is ready. Just check batteries, memory cards and stuff like that. I always write down where I'm going just in case my, I drop my phone or lose it. I just always write down the address of where I'm going. It's just one of those things where you're just overthinking on what things could go wrong. So you're carrying multiple backups and things like that. So I think I think just preparing and making sure everything is ready because these are not shoots that you can reshoot them again because yeah. there's so much time and money involved. It's not that I can be like, yeah, can we do this again tomorrow? It, it doesn't work like that because the talent is not going to be free. The art director or the marketing director is not going to be free the next day. So I think my ritual will be just to make sure I have backups of everything and everything is in order for the next day. Yeah, if you really don't have backups or if you don't have anything that's going to be supporting you, if anything goes wrong, then it can create a whole lot of issues down the road, can't it? That's the thing, because you're working on such tight deadlines that when you need to be shooting and when the images need to be delivered and when the asset is going to be uh, go to publication or used on a campaign. So yeah, you're just working on a really tight deadline and, oh, my camera is not working. It's just not a valid excuse. Yeah, definitely. It says, you know, deadlines are interesting. Every every career itself has deadlines, right? Every business has deadlines. Everything has deadlines. Photography more so than others because it's driving yeah. so much of everything else in front of it. It's quite st yeah. strict deadlines. So what's your take on these deadlines and how should a photographer approach them? Uh, I think it's communication is a really key part when you're doing a business or any sort. So try and understand what the client is after. Don't just be like, why is it the 13th? Like you need to understand why they've chosen a date. So like the 13th, for example, why it needs to be that because it needs to go to publishing. There can't be any more delays. So try and understand what's happening. I think that's one of the key parts on understanding a deadline, to be honest. And do you have a recommendation on what would be the most basic of setups for someone who's just starting off with photography? I think, I think I'll go off with the whole cliche of that the gear doesn't matter. 
So just start off like that. That is the the hardest part. Like you just need to start off and keep doing it over a period of time. Most people get caught up with I I can't do I can't shoot like him because I don't have that camera. That's that's camera only plays certain part in it. But yeah, it's the practice and knowing the limitations of what you can do with your gear. That's what matters most. So yeah, I wouldn't say that you have to have a DSLR. Phones these days are so good, so you can start off with that and just practice the skills and storytelling rather than obsess over gear. That is great. You know, sto- storytelling is such an important skill, and some um, even videographers, I would say, some of whom I follow on social platforms, always highlight the importance of storytelling. And from your perspective, what's a resource? Because you started it off as a hobby, as you mentioned. So, what's a key resource where you learned your skills apart from practicing and doing it over and over again? Was there a resource you went to to learn your skill? I think lots of books, to be honest, because nowadays you can go on YouTube and there's just so much junk on there. Like everybody's trying to sell you something. And I think, I think just reading old books played a big part and that was more resourceful. Like it's easy to go onto YouTube and everybody's trying to sell you something at the end of it. So yeah, it it can be one of those. So I would just say go to books. And if you're more of a visual learner, just pick up magazines and try and understand how someone has lit up, how someone has lit a person or a scene and try and understand from there and reverse engineer it from there. So yeah, I think just reading a lot and just absorbing. Do you, do you find yourself doing that now when you do look at a photo? Do you try and understand the story behind why that photo has been taken in a particular way? Yeah, yeah, that's that's one of those skills that you can't turn off. Like <laughs> you just you're, even when you're driving, you're just looking at, around and be like, yeah, that's lit so in such and such way. And yeah, yeah. Now, look, f- photography is um, and especially fashion photography is known to be notoriously difficult to actually get into. So what is your key piece of advice for anyone wanting to get into this field? I think now is probably the best time. Like now is a time better than anything we've had in the past. There's no gatekeepers anymore. Like before you you had to know an editor or someone in a magazine to get into it. But now you can just go to your, your Instagram or your Facebook. So yeah, just develop a good portfolio. You can start off with your friends. That's it. You don't even have to go go all into it. So just ask your friends and take photos of them. And yeah, the gatekeepers are gone now, so you can just have a kick-ass portfolio on Instagram or Facebook, and someone's going to view it and probably hire you. So take that step, just start doing it. That's a really good point. With the emergence and the more use of social media, you see more and more people saying photos and getting into photography. Now, what's that key transition between just being into photography to becoming a photographer? At what point can someone go and say, right, I'm going to start charging for my work? Yeah, yeah. Uh, as long as you can deliver and no matter what condition you're in. So it's pissing down with rain and someone hires me to take a picture on that day and I can deliver. That's that's probably the time I would say to go into it. Because once someone's paying you money, they have that expectation that you are going to deliver. Yeah. And as a person, you have to be confident enough, no matter what, you are going to take that picture that's required. So yeah, I think that's the point where self-confidence comes into play and be like, yeah, I can I can achieve that. That's great. Would you say it's self-confidence with a little bit of a teaspoon or a tablespoon of discipline, just having that discipline to yourself that you are going to go out there and you are going to go and get the job done? Yeah, that's that's all. And as 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 a self-taught person, you always have that doubt in mind. So yeah, that never goes away. Like you're still nervous before a shoot. So yeah. <laughs> now, if you were to look back and say that this was my biggest mistake, or even if you were to tell our listeners that one mistake to avoid, what is that mistake that they should avoid? 
I think I think it would be just believing in yourself. Like I was on the fence for such a long time before just going all out and doing it commercially. So yeah, I think just believe in yourself and take that step. Yeah, there's there's not much that can go wrong. <laughs> so you would say really just having that trust, inherent trust that you can again get the job done and what yeah. you're doing is good. Yeah, yeah, that self confidence and taking that step that I am gonna go hundred percent into this. Yeah. Yeah. And look, you hear beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And what comes with that is when you take a photo, there's going to be a lot of critics. So yeah. what's your take on zoning out these critics? Is there, do you have a special technique where you can zone everyone out and just have trust in the process? Uh, there's, there's a long, there's a long story with this. There's a joke that in the photography industry that it takes one person to take a picture and a hundred other photographers to tell him how it could have been done better. Because <laughs> <laughs> everyone does things so differently. Like me, like I said before, me and you could be in the same room and take completely different pictures. So yeah, I think you just need to believe in yourself and cut, cut the rest of it out. Yeah. 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 And, um, what, what would you say has been the biggest obstacle for you so far? Uh, just, just myself, I guess, like just having the trust and just going all out. Cause I, I had a part-time job before this and I didn't do photography full time. So I think it was just that mindset that I can do this full time that slowed me down a little bit, I would say. Yeah. And, and from now on, you have all these different types of photographies that you do largely fashion based. Do you restrict yourself to that? Or do you, in your spare time think, right, I'm going to try a different form of photography here. Uh, yeah, that's, that's what I advertise. I do a lot of food photography as well. So I quite enjoy food as well. And yeah, I, I don't restrict myself. Like you still want it to be fun. Like you picked up a camera because you enjoy doing it. So I'll still go out and shoot landscapes and stuff like that. So I don't restrict myself to anything. It's mainly what you want, like put out the work that you want to be hired for. So yeah, you always put yeah. that as your portfolio and be like, this is what I shoot. But then you still enjoy, like at the end of the day, you picked up the camera because you enjoy it. So yeah, definitely. Now, do you have a favorite shoot that you've done off your own that you've been involved with? Quite a few, man. Like, I think one of them that really stands out with, with, with Rayfide, the one for Sid that we did, we walked up Mount Tongariro and shot there and then came back on the same day. So we did a whole campaign shoot there. So left Auckland about four o'clock in the morning and came back at three that night. So yeah, that, that was a long day. <laughs> we didn't realize how difficult it was going to be. And yeah, that we should have gone there a day before, scouted the location and stuff like that. But it's just one of those moments that like, yeah, we're going to go tomorrow morning, shoot it and come back. So that was, that was one of my favorite shoots. Oh, brilliant. Brilliant. I guess you got a bit of scenic in there as well. Did you sneak away a few landscape photos while you were there? Yeah, quite a few. Like we were there up for quite a bit of time and then yeah we got quite a lot of photos there and then you yeah, draw back the same day oh that is that is awesome how much of your work is actually traveling do you have to travel around the country quite a bit quite a lot yeah so yeah we for fashion shows especially i'm involved a lot with breast cancer cure and they have fashion shows all across new zealand so yeah every year you're traveling five or six cities and doing fashion shows there to raise awareness and money for charity and yeah so traveling quite a bit for that i have clients in wellington that i often fly out to shoot for them and come back and when you got into it, was there ever a moment of, am I taking a risk? Am I, am I, what am I doing? Or was it a leap of faith that you decided to take and think, right, I know what I'm doing as well. I've prepped myself up all these years to actually be in the position that I'm in. So I'm going to go for it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it's the later one where you're just ready for it. And you've been like, I've, I have my client base that I'm going to be working with. This is the market that I'm going to be targeting and this is how I'm going to achieve it. So you go in with a plan, just don't go blindly that five people told me my photos are good so i'm gonna do it you have to go in with a plan like any other business 
Great, great. Now, um, Anupam, could you uh, let our listeners know where we can actually find your photos? How do we find if you have a collage of some sort or even social medias? Uh, mainly Instagram. So just my name with a double N. So A-N-N-U-P-A-M on Instagram. Same for the website, Twitter. Yeah, brilliant. And look, one thing I have to ask you um, before we finish up as a photographer is what's your favorite camera and um, what do you recommend for the listeners? So I'm using the Canon R5. I've been involved with Canon for quite a lot of time now and I was lucky enough to try it before it was launched. So it was launched earlier last year. So I've been using it just before it was launched in the market. So I have two of those. I shoot a lot of film photography as well. So some really old cameras like dating back from the 1950s. So don't get wow. too caught up. Don't get too caught up with the cameras. <laughs> just shoot with what you have, I would say. Now, look, Anupam, I'd like to thank you again for coming on to the podcast. Thanks, Ash. That was really good. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you. And for the listeners, if you enjoyed this podcast and want to dive with me into the world of entrepreneurs, creators and more, give this podcast a follow, give it a like and hit the bell icon to be notified. You can also follow me on Instagram, Facebook and socials. All links will be posted below. This is the Show Me How To podcast. <laughs>